Hello, welcome to episode 313 of 3BS and Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay. Good evening, sir. Hello, Colin. Are you also sweating in yourself right now? No, because I'm fortunate enough to live in the coldest house in Britain. Um, okay. I think <laughs> I've mentioned this before. Like, yeah, yeah. It's such a cold house and it's dreadful in the winter, but seeing the summer, regardless of the temperature outside, you come in here and it's like 18 degrees always. So Scotland is freakishly warm right now. And yeah. not complaining too much because you don't get that much hot weather, but it's odd in September well, and the body's not built for it. Definitely a late bloom, isn't it? It's just... Yeah. But I think I was reading in the news today. This is officially now the, the, the hottest day ever, possibly. I hottest day of the year, I think, is no, I, th- I remember. No, I think they're saying it's maybe the hottest September day ever. Maybe that could yeah, yeah. But, um, that, that's it's unusual, isn't it? It's very uncharacteristic. Um, but yeah, I was in work today, and, and our kind of works made out of glass, so it's like fucking Glasgow's biggest greenhouse, basically. Um, so that wasn't fun, and. I'm glad to be home because it's nice and cool. I'm fortunate to live in, in a fucking... I was going to say igloo, but igloos are maybe warm, aren't they? I think igloos are warm in comparison to what is outside of the igloo. I don't think, I don't think they're that toasty. I think they're warmer than... like. They're... No, I, I think snow's a very, very good insulator. I think igloos are... Yeah, I'm still... Very, I'm still very very it's still... It's not going to be like 50 <laughs> degrees inside. It's still going to be like... <laughs> maybe it's temperate. You don't want to strip off because you're not going no, to dress it. No, it's still your long on the stuff in it. It's still pretty chilly, but it's not minus 50 as it is outside. And that's the difference. It's all relative, Colin. Yeah. Scott, I'm going to keep warm. Now, what are you drinking to keep the, the heat away? Um, this is the last of the Goose Islands. This is my very last Good Island Midway period. This is the one that's not so nice, um, but that's, that's, that's it. Oh. So, fresh out the fridge. It's nice and cold and it's um, refreshing. There'll be something interesting next week then. Well, possibly we'll, we'll make more of an effort than. It is the week before payday, so maybe not that good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? So anything um, more I'm, interesting? I'm not recently, but I've got a Planet Pale from Brewdog. It's a nice sort of oh, um, pale ale, 4.3 percent. Very refreshing on a on a an evening such as this. Oh, on a, a warm September evening. Does yes. sound, it doesn't even sound right. Does it a warm September evening? This is normally the hockey jersey start coming out for me. You know, it's, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's still not in my, stripped into the, the, the tighty whiteies and, <laughs> and sweat it out. <laughs> it's very great you cannot see below the waist right now, Colin, on the Um We'll start out, let's get into the movie, because we've actually got quite a lot to talk about, because it's been like a couple, maybe about 10 days since we last talk, mm. spoke, maybe longer than that, so yeah. fair bit to get through. Um, so let's start with some cinema catch-up. I'm assuming you've not seen anything new at the cinema that, you've, that I'd seen already, if you've not caught up in anything cinema-wise. No, no, I've not, unfortunately, but I believe you've got a few things that, that we can recap on. Allow me to regale you with my travels in the cinema then. So I went and seen, um, you've seen all these films so far. So only two of them in the cinema, two were on um, the various streaming services. The streaming services. So first one, Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, I saw. Yes. Um, and I thought it was fantastic. It was yep. genuinely a lot of fun. Um, loved the animation of it. Really well done story. Just a really interesting retelling of the Turtles mythos as well. Yeah. Um, like I said, the animation looked fantastic. Um, very funny as well. Like it, it consistently made me laugh throughout it as well. Um, it, I, I just thought it was. It, it never laboured. It never felt drawn out. You know, like, it just kind of. Yeah. It just kept you engaged all the way through because it is, it is a reboot, and we all know the story, and it can kind of bog you down. But they just, but it, 
it was a new breath of life into an old yeah. fucking tale. Um, yeah. um, I thought Ice Cube as um, Superfly was excellent. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I thought this... Kids playing with Mark, Mark Turtles were great. It was like all these teenagers doing it, which I thought. Yeah, was for the first time ever. Apparently, it's the first time it's ever been teenagers playing teenagers, um, which yeah. is about time as well. The only thing I would say about it was this is not a criticism of the kids doing the voice work. I think they've done the work great. There wasn't enough delineation between the turtles for me. There yeah. wasn't, a, you know what I mean. There wasn't anything to distinguish them until the very, until really towards the end, and you see them a little bit more distinguished. But they felt yeah. a little bit all the same, just with different bandanas. Changeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in this one, Donatello's not quite the tech geek we know from uh-huh. previous kind of turtles, where he's into gadgets and stuff. Like that. I know yeah. he's just a, a bit more nerdy than the other ones. Yeah, but nothing really yeah. that different about yeah. him. So Leonardo's a little bit more pronounced because he was mm. sort of like kind of the leader, obviously. You now he's a little bit more kind of like difference between him but not that much that was that was, yeah. that was the only real kind of feeling of it and also there's only a hint a small small hint of Casey Jones and and I want some Casey Jones in my life it'll happen there's going to be more of these now I think I think yes. it was a pretty done pretty well in the box office and I think Seth Rogen's got plans for more so we'll, yes. we'll see Casey Jones did you enjoy um Jackie Chan I enjoyed Jackie Chan in it I enjoyed the fact yeah. we got um the Go Ninja Go song for a little yep. obvious number as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did as well. Um, and Bebop and Rocksteady, who weren't there not enough, I thought. Um, I'd like to have seen a wee bit more than that. It was John Cena and him. Seth Rogen, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. but, I, but I did enjoy Paul Rudd's um, Gecko. Yeah, he did. That was very wack, funny. Very off the wall and wacky. But yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot of heart to it. You could tell there's love in it. You could tell that it's something Rogen cares about passionately. Yes, and, very you know, much so. he, that, that comes across. You feel... You know, just this years and years, of, you know, something that he's grew up with as a kid and he's just lavish loving it. Um, I, I enjoyed it immensely as well. So. Interesting, and I read Seth Rogen's memoir just now, and, he, and that's basically what I get from the memoir that when he finds something he loves, he loves it completely and he uh, wants to bring it out as much as he possibly can. So I, I, I'm intrigued to know what else, because he seems to like all the things that me and you like. It seems like he is just a big nerd, yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Um, a big nerd who just happens to be famous and rich, do you know what I mean? So he and can he's indulge in his, his, his whimsy, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, uh, in a good way. But I, I loved, um, yeah, I loved the art, and it was amazing, it was just a beautiful looking piece. And I think it was heavily inspired by um, Across the Spider Verse, you know, they kind of said that this is where we went to, and it's, yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think animation cool. is in a really, really good place just now. It's also the director who did Mitchell's Versing Machines. Um, yeah, so you can see that in it as well. I liked a lot, particularly the cityscapes. You see, you see the turtles jumping from building to building. That looked very Eastman and Laird. Um, yeah, yes. So I was yeah. really happy to see because I love the comics, and it was just really nice to see that all like yeah. put together. So no, I got a very solid, probably seven, eight out of ten. I, 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 think, I think I was an eight as well for yeah. it. Um, just pure enjoyment. I think it's one that I'm really, really excited to rewatch at home. Yes, yeah, I agree. I'm really looking forward to it a lot watching it again. I think I'll appreciate it more at home than I did in the cinema. Yes, um, and I've certainly seen an improvement on the Bruckheimer Turtles. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which wasn't awful. Um, I, 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 I didn't dislike them. Yeah, this is definitely taking it to, to a kind of higher plane again, for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah. So, I saw that in the cinema. I also saw Strays in the cinema. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, yeah. the top dog movie, Dogs on Adventure to Bite His Owner's Dick Off because he's killed him. <laughs> um, it does exactly, I mean, I would say there's nothing in it that's not in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, 
it's exactly what it is, yeah, yeah. And it made me laugh. Yeah. And more than I probably should have done for the film. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, people kept comparing it to Sausage Party, and it didn't quite go as insane as Sausage Party did, which I think is animated, so maybe they can do more of that. But that, the final, let's say, 15 minutes of Sausage Party is some of the most insane things I've ever seen in the cinema. Like, literally, <laughs> could not believe they've shown it. This doesn't quite have that level of, like, it has party. got some filthy shit in it, though. Well, it, 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 it has got some properly filthy stuff in it's it. It's gross out. It, it goes yeah. for the fucking, you know, the cheap, it goes for the cheap laughs, but. In the right way, do you know what I mean? That that's yeah. what it's playing for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what it's aiming at, and and for that, it, it was for what it was. It's ninety three minutes long, so it's not a long film by any stretch. So, it, yeah, it moves long at pace, um, and I did find myself giggling a fair amount through it. So, mm. done its job. I probably give it about six and a half out of ten. You can't, I can't honestly give it higher than that because yeah. it's, it's a film about a Talking. dog trying to someone's dick off. <laughs> um, but. For what it was, it was, it was very enjoyable. Very old Friday night movie, I think is best. Good. Um, I, I really enjoyed the voice casting for it. I thought, like I say, I'm not a fan of Jamie Fox, but I thought he was. He was good. Yeah. Massively good in it. Yeah. All of them were, were just. Oh, Isla Fisher was really good as well. His, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all work. But but it's it is raw. It doesn't hold back. You know, it's not one that you know if you take your 15 year old kid to see that there is bits you'd be like, oh, shit. you know, like, like a, the, the, <laughs> this isn't what I was kind of wanting. I feel uh, but, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A it lot of fun. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. So yeah. I watched that. Um, I also watched last night on Disney Plus, because it's now on Disney Plus, The Little Mermaid, the remake of the live action remake. Um, I'm not going to touch on it too much. I don't want to be mean, but I didn't <laughs> really enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed her as Ariel. I thought she mm. was Ailey Barber, I think her name is. Ailey. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. She was excellent. She really got the Disney princess aspect to it, and she really got something from the Ariel character. And on screen, she's very. And magnetic and, and mm. enjoyed what she was doing but the story itself it just it lacks the energy that you get from the cartoon um, and it really and it part of the reason for that is the cartoon something like about 84 minutes long this fucker's like two and two hours 25 it's ridiculously long for what it's what, telling the story of what are they adding in is it just like singing and dancing numbers that take well, that's, that's a, there's a couple of songs in it definitely mm. but then that been Jill's saying it's pretty much following the same story actually. yeah but it's just like you just extended it, and because that, it lacks an energy, it lacks a, a hop to it. Mm. Um, it's, it's and also some of the CG work is is like is off. Um, to, to a degree, you kind of go, oh, that was about. It looked very. I've heard the crab and stuff for that's a bit kind of fucking odd. Um, and it's whenever you're underwater, it always looks a bit weird. Any sort of yeah. yeah. So it's it, it more the length of it. I just felt like it just it just to me, it just felt like a bit of a chore watching it. And as good as the cat, as good as she is as Ariel, the rest of the cast around her are just very bland. Like the guy playing Prince Eric is the name of the, the, the prince in it. Mm-hmm. Like could not be more sort of like token white man as if you found one. He, he, like he's absolutely has absolutely no presence, um, you know whatsoever on screen. He's just the dullest human being on the planet. Um, but is, is this not been? quite a big criticism over the years of these like kind of live actions as the remakes is that they're remaking amazing films scene for scene but yeah it just doesn't translate from animation and it's like what's the point first of all if you're doing it fucking scene for scene they're not changing well, anything at all i think this comes back to this idea that we've discussed in the past that animation is not a genre it's a medium you know, yeah. where most people are thinking the idea like, oh, something's animated, you can remake it and make it a different film. Like, no, it you, doesn't. No, no, you don't have to. The, the film is, you, ah. you've seen the film. You're not going to get any more from seeing actors 
you know, uh, recreating it. You, you've fucking uh, seen it. You know, enjoy if, what's there. If anything, I don't know we weren't a huge fan of film, but I think it was slightly better than what we expected. It was Cruella. At least it was given a marginally different take on the story. Mm, no, just, yeah. it, wasn't just, it wasn't just redoing 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. It was even, you know, Maleficent, for example, as well. It wasn't mm. just telling you the Snow White. It's thing. original, yeah, yeah. But when original, you get, like, it's, it's yeah, you get like, the Lion King and stuff like that, and it's just like, seen, you know, you're just like, yeah, I remember that, I remember that, I remember that, but there's just no, there's no heart or soul in it. It is, no. it's just dull and fucking lifeless, do you know what I mean? I Aye. think... And, Yes, Jill enjoyed it more than I did. I, I mm. found it pretty dull and lifeless, so I wasn't a huge fan of it. But, um, but I'm, I'm going to assume that, that, that all these remakes that they're doing, they're making money, I guess, because they, they, they don't quite... I mean, they, they, there's been so much open criticism of them, but they just keep doing it. So I'm, I'm guessing... I don't know if it made as much money as they hoped it would make, but yeah. I think they've got, they've got these IPs. They're going to use them. Yeah, yeah I guess. As much as they possibly can. You know, it's, they're going to try and keep churning them out. And for everyone they make that's not great, They'll make one that people really grab it. I mean, for everybody who they didn't like the Lion King or the Jungle Book, it still made a fuck ton of money. Yeah. You know, I don't. I think Little Mermaid was a bit unfortunate, and it was out now. Sort of like the cinema landscape is changing and things yeah. like that. People are now used to this idea of coming onto streaming quite quickly, so maybe didn't quite do as business as much business as they thought it would. Mm-hmm. But I think they still do make a fair amount of money, maybe not as much as Disney would hope for. But yeah, it's just to me, it was just a, it was very lifeless. I was about. Yeah. I kind of expected it to be honest, but yeah, yeah just even at that, still. Uh, it's, it's not one that, that I don't even want to see. I've, I've no desire to see it at all. And I enjoy the animated. I, I love the animated Little Mermaid. I think it's great. Um, but but mm. this, I've just, I've, I've, I've no inkling at all. I mean, there's just nothing in when it says I want to watch it. I'm, I'm just going to avoid it at all costs. Um, this is a lot that we didn't make real any real effort to get to cinema to see it. Yeah, def- definitely. You can come to streaming and we're happy to watch it on streaming. Yeah. Um, out of 10? I'd, probably give, I'd give it a 5. See, yeah, he's such a nice guy, man. Yeah, uh, you, you're like the worst villain ever. You're like, oh, I'm a villain, but he's kind of nice. Zero, I thought it was very, very good. I enjoyed her. Um, she was, and, she but, got, she got five. She, she got <laughs> five. She got four out of five stars. Um, and final thing I've watched to catch up with what you've seen recently is well, not recently. You watched it a while ago. Was the Bogeyman, mm-hmm. the Stephen mm-hmm. King adaptation? Um, yeah. I really dug this. I thought it was excellent. Like I know you weren't yeah. quite up on it as, as much as I am, probably, but. I thought it was really well done. I thought it was generally really creepy. Um, I dug the the like. I very quickly read the short story as well, and it is a very 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 short story. It's like about a dozen pages maybe. Um, and I actually quite liked that it didn't actually adapt the story. It took a general premise from the story. You know, essentially, uh, essentially the opening, the opening sort of like twenty minutes essentially is the short story, but the twist. Of the short story's not there. Yeah. yeah. But it builds on that and makes it into something even, you know, greater than, like, you know, sort of bigger than that. Um, so I, I thought it was really well done. I thought the scares were pretty, were really well done. I thought it was, um, it had that constant creeping dread um, throughout it. I thought yeah. the dynamic between the two sisters was excellent. Um, and I thought the director who Rob, it's not Rob Marshall, it's Rob somebody. Uh, two seconds, I've actually got it here. It was, why can't I find director? Um, Rob Savage. Rob Savage it was, yes. He did um, the, the host film, and he did that dash cam mm. film. Host, yep. I thought, was excellent. Dash cam, I think, we're both a bit more ropey on. Yeah. Um, but this was showing what you can do with a budget. Like, it's it's not trying to be, you know, um, 
you know, like sort of hidden camera, you know, capture thing. It's yeah. it's, it's it's staged, everything's set up, you get and you, you can see coming. I thought the creature was really well done. I thought it was a generally yeah. quite creepy you know, it had fingers for teeth. That was that was weird. That was that was very <laughs> odd and strange. So um for a horror film, I thought I thought it was really well done. And at the end didn't yeah. overstay its welcome. I think it's about a hundred minutes tops. I think it really does yeah, it um, yeah. I was looking back at Mars because it was back in June. I seen this. Uh, I was looking yeah. at the I gave that a seven out of ten. Well, I'm giving it a seven as well. That's what I'm giving yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah I, so, I, I remember you being down a lot because it was a bit too traditional for you. I think it was a bit predictable. I think, I, I, you know, I think it. You kind of there wasn't anything. You kind of knew where it was going to kind of go. I think it is was my biggest criticism was a bit kind of you know it hit all the tropes. But I guess it's based on a short fucking story Stephen King wrote. 40 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, you know, that's maybe why. But no, I mean, I still enjoyed it. It, it definitely was a completely done horror film and it's, it's never a bad thing. Never. No, it wasn't. I really enjoyed it. 7 out of 10 for that one. So that is all things I've caught up on, Colin. I've not seen anything on TV. So I'm an episode behind you on... Um, Ahsoka. And only murders as well. Okay, right. So, so I'm going to... Have... Any of them. So the last one I saw was the one Date Night, I think it is. The one they're all... On the river. His tooth and stuff like that, yeah. Mm, no. Um, right. Okay, right. Okay, there's two behind. He, yeah. Well, the one I went on, the one I watched was one when um, what's her name? Selena Gomez is dating or going out on a dinner date with a guy. Tobit. Ah, uh, and Martin Shorts having dinner with Meryl Streep. Yeah, that's when he loses his tooth. So he's, yeah, he loses his tooth. So that's yeah, the one, yeah. They, they, they go in the ferry and they throw it over, remember, on the yes, bridge? That's yeah. yeah. So, so I'm not watching the newest one. Um, so we'll go back to well, the new one's brilliant, by the way. This okay. week's one is fucking great. You need to watch it. It's, it's, it's so good. But yeah, so the, the day one, it's, it's, just, it's just kind of moving along at such a beautiful pace. It's not rushing anything, and, and the characters are just, you know, they're just breathing away. And I, I, I'm loving this season so much. I'm really, really digging it. I'm enjoying, but I probably enjoyed that episode the least because I split them up for pretty much the whole episode. Yeah, and yeah. For that, I have again it, it, the strength of the show is when they're together, you know, and when they're separated. You know, you've got Martin Short working with Meryl Streep, so that's amazing to watch. Mm. You've got you know um, Steve Martin doing his thing. You've got some guys. They're all great at what they do, but just seeing them not together, there's just there's an X factor missing for me. Yeah, every definitely. There's an electricity when they're there and it just, it's still good, but yeah, I get you, you, you kind of want to see them together because you know that's that's the fun. Do you know what I mean? You, look, yeah. you can't wait. I, I really am. I've said this a few times now. I'm loving the chemistry with Selena Gomez and, and the Tobert guy. Um, yeah, I think the, good. Like, every time I see them, I'm yeah. like, I, I want to see more of them together as yeah. well. But um, this week's episode is fantastic. Um, I think you, you'll really, really enjoy that. Um, other TV stuff, I'll, I'll steer a wee bit here. Then, have you not seen much? Have you been? Have you watched Ahsoka yet? Any of I it? Not. I have none not. of it at all. Cool. Um, so that's us on to episode four of this. Okay. Um, first three episodes, kind of slow, building up, building up, and then this one's just like boom. That's what you've been waiting for, and wonderful. Um, it's the fourth of eight, ten. Eight, aye, so we're halfway four for eight. So we're halfway through um okay. and delivered big. Um, you know, it's, okay. it's just it's just you've been waiting, you know something's coming and just there, there's what you're wanting right there. Um yeah. absolutely amazing. Also, Mister I have a week so, off, so I might watch my week off. I've done some research for you. So the reason that Anakin had a Padawan was that Yoda decided it would be a good idea because Anakin was a bit kind of headstrong and a bit, you know, kind of wavering on the, the kind of force. And they thought, you know what, maybe him having a Padawan 
Oh, balance him out. So it that was never sounds a, like some hand waving bullshit. To it, me. It's it was never a traditional thing, and it was like you know like kind of never done before. But it was Yoda's wisdom that he thought I'm going to do this to try and balance out Mister Mister Skywalker. You was wrong. Well, yeah, he knows that. He <laughs> fucking knows that. <laughs> I think he got that message. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 yeah, that's why. Um so okay. he, he 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 was a Jedi, um, but he himself was a part of the one, but he was allowed to get one to try and basically okay. fix fix the imbalance. There you go. So I, 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 I found out for you, sir. I, I did Thank do you. my homework. Thank you um on on to the on to the one that I really want to talk to you about. Um so me, me and Lorraine have been watching you know how like I, we go through these fads of watching nineties shows? That everyone else has seen, and it's like, why are you fucking watching this now? Um, so uh-huh. we've, we've started watching um, Northern Exposure. All right, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of heard of it back in the day, I'd, I'd <laughs> never seen an episode, never paid any attention to it. And, and a few months ago, they said, you know, let's get the box set for that. And we bought it, um, and I've started watching it. And in my head, um, I was thinking it was going to be like this completely fucking weird zany show like almost like kind of Twin Peaks levels of weirdness yeah. but funny and it's not um, it's quirky like really yeah. quirky but it's more it's, it's more shit's creaky almost yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's more gen- than that vein. it's that gentle do you know what I mean like, like kind of yeah. gentle but you know weird shit happens and it's funny but it's not like fucking out there weird it's just no. odd at times it's, it's dead quirky what a great show um, but I think we're just finished up in season two and um, um, have you seen that at all? I've seen episodes. I've not. I can't remember watching a. F- yeah. Chris Gilby was very much into it. Very, um, it's really good, and also it stars, uh, which I didn't realise um, at the time when I was watching it. Billy Drago's son's in it as well. Oh. He, he plays Ed, who's like the lovable village idiot, and he's wonderful. He's like he's just like beautiful. I'm like, oh my god, this, this is really really good. Um, it's a it's such a uh, are we. Fucking treasure, do you know what I mean? I've just like, stumbled across this. We, oh wow, I want to, I want to watch this. I think it's one of those shows that people who are in TV really like. Yeah. Like you can see how it's, expi- it's inspired things like Scrubs, for example. Yeah. 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 You know stuff like that. You can see, you can definitely see um, that kind of thing. Cause like, cause like people want to like, like something that sounds like an astronaut, remember rightly, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like the kind of town yeah, here. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So it's, it's all very kind of cookie and weird so you can definitely see yeah. like things like like i would say scrubs and parts and wreck you know like i have people who who made their shows i think you can probably trace um going back to here yeah back they enjoyed this show as kids or as young adults you can definitely yeah. see there's there's something there but it's got some really good ideas for the time like we were watching one the other night and and just it was a kind of weird somebody died in it but towards the end it didn't like that someone died in it so they just broke the fourth wall and said, oh, yeah, we uh-huh. don't really like this. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's quirky. It's just, it's just it's dead cute quirky. Do you know what I mean? It's lovely. It's, it's a great show. What? what? I would recommend anyone watch it. it. I'll, I'll try and find it. I, remember, um, I do remember watching episodes because it used to be on, I think, BBC Two, if I remember rightly. I believe um, you're right, sir. Yeah, I do. I believe I remember right. BBC Two. So, um, how weird. I can't remember my, my, my niece's birthdays, but I can remember what channel Northern Exposure was on in like 1994. Welcome uh, to my world, sir. Just yeah, a, head, right. a head full of nonsense. Um, yes. As I'm sure your good lady will testify to that I never say happy birthday to her every fucking year, even though I'm yeah. reminded weekly on the podcast. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Um, <laughs> what a great we find. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely like, just pure raptured by just him. Just well, I, I want to watch it. I like, oh, look forward to it so so much. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching Dawson's Creek in the next couple of years. That'd be a next thing. I've talked to Lorraine about Dawson's Creek earlier on. For some reason, I was making a cup of tea when I came home from work, and the theme song just popped in my head from nowhere. I was like, what what one? You, you remember Dawson's Creek? Uh, the original the one. The first season uh, one. Yeah, the original not, one. Yeah. Not the redo. No, no, the, the old school Dawson's film. And I was like, do you remember? She's like, yeah, I remember Dawson's Creek. And I'm like, yay. Everyone remembers Dawson, don't they? Everyone. Who does? Everyone does. Everyone but does. I was saying to Lorraine, like, did anything really, really bad ever happen in Dawson's Creek? Yeah, and um, Thingy, the girl died. Andy's friend died. But no one, but no one was ever stabbed or shot or raped and stuff like that, was it? It, was, it wasn't like, do, do you know what I mean? It was, I think there may have been a, a semi-story about that at one point. Some yeah. guy forced himself on Joey. And you had the thing with, oh, Mitch dies. Dawson's dad yeah, dies. But how does he die, though? Car crash. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's quite kind of, I know people die in the but it's, it's quite a wholesome show, do you know what I mean? Almost. It's, it's like, definitely a wholesome t- show. T- t- definitely, t- definitely, teen definitely, angst, yeah. 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 Life's, but it was great. It was tough on the creek, but very much in an angsty way. It wasn't Boardwalk Empire or anything. I'm not dissing it. I love fucking Dawson's Creek. I would not diss Dawson. Fucking hell, man. That's like, don't do that. I'll defend Dawson to the dead eye. Oh, absolutely, man. Fucking James Van Der Beek is like, he's up there with Jesus and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll die for you, James. I will. I'll keep him watching, Paul, <laughs> apart from Northern um, <laughs> And um, it, on, only tonight, um, I'm, I'm only two episodes in, but me and Lorraine have, have started watching Shrinking. Oh, yes, is, guys, this is um, the follow-up to... Jason's, Jason Segal, isn't it? And it's also Bill Lawrence, the guy done Scrubs and... Um, yeah, in yeah. city and mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. Is it, is it so the, the premise to this is Jason Siegel's a, a therapist um, who lost his wife, um, and he's just a, a kind of low point, and and he realizes that by being brutally honest with his patients and stuff for like that, it gets results. So mm-hmm. kind of that's where the story seems to be going. Is just you know he's becoming more and more just honest about everything, and you know just saying exactly what he's in mind and stuff for like that, and it's. It's a part. It's one of these things you can almost see that it was written with him in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, because he does play that kind of character beautifully. You know what I mean? Just the, the, the kind of you know, kind of beaten, just fucking you know, fucking blows you can get, fighting his way back up kind of guy. Jason does that perfectly, and this just embodies him as his style, his persona oh. really well. And it's also got Harrison Ford in it, who plays a grumpy old. Apparently very well, and apparently he's really good in it. He's he's very very good at it. Um, the, the two of them are amazing in it. Um, I've only watched two. That's why I said she'll be five minutes before the podcast. So I was finishing up, but um, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I would check it out, sir. And it's, and it's on Apple Plus. There you go. Apple, I know because uh, it's Jason Segal, uh, Bill Lawrence, and Brett Goldstein who created it. Right. Okay. Brett so, Goldstein so, is um, Roy. So these Kent, these guys know what they're fucking Ted Lasso, doing. Yeah. Yeah. They they know how to write a show. Um. But it, it, I, I thought it was going to, it's quite serious and dark at times. I thought it was going to be like a proper kind of laugh out, you know, loud, like mm. kind of really funny. And it is funny, but it, it's dark as well. Um, you know, it's got some genuine Bill heart Lawrence, in it. Bill Lawrence can do that. Like, have you ever, I don't you ever watch Scrubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch Scrubs. So you had that one episode when it's like with um, Brendan Fraser. Like, that's a real heartbreaking mm. episode. And like a couple of other ones, but you just generally, there's a real emotional core to it. Same with Spin City, Spin City had moments in it as well, and he also, I think he started out as a writer on Roseanne. 
So, which again had some some dark dark themes in it as well. And he's obviously he's created himself in that, you know, training mm. himself there. Then he's obviously brought that to his own stuff. So, um, I I know he's he's definitely a guy who's not. He'll give you the comedy, but he'll also give you a punch in the balls as he walks away. Oh, you know? yeah, it, it, it's like yeah, it's comedy, but you're cerebral, you know, there's mm. depth in it, you know, and, and it kind of, you know, gets stuck in your head a wee bit, do you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of lingers a wee bit. Definitely worth watching. Um, say two in, look at a match from Rolling Fall to, to more of it. Um, oh. So tonight, tonight's going to be a tough one. It's like Northern Exposure or Shrinking. Shrinking. Oh, could be a coin toss tonight. We'll, we'll, probably, we'll probably end up with the only mothers in the building after this. Um, but let's play some cinema comments. See stuff we've actually watched that's new, um, rather than old stuff. So, we have at the cinema one of the few films in the cinemas now because I believe the writer's strike is biting hard and they're well, drying up very quickly now. It's taken a kind of wee month or two for it to, to filter through, but yeah, we're feeling it now. Mm-hmm. With you, sir. September was always a bit of a dead month after the big blockbusters and stuff like that. Yeah. A lull before the Oscar bait comes out. But even at that, it feels like a very weak um, few weeks yeah. in cinema compared to out. Um, so, the one that's out is a horror film called Cobweb, um, directed by Samuel Bowden. It's his debut feature. The plot of this is a family living in a sort of farmhouse. Um, young boy keeps hearing a knocking in his room and the walls, and he wants to investigate it. Um, his parents are very against him investigating this, saying he's just making things up. Um, but lo and behold, when he starts to investigate the things, that there is something in the walls and a presence um, that maybe wrapped up in his parents' past as well. Mm. Um, story unfolds from there. Um, and it's funny, but the, um, I find criminally underused Lizzie Kaplan, who is... Absolutely, uh, so, sorry. Could, could not agree with you more than that. She, she's just... Yeah, why, why is she not, like... Why just, is she not mega famous? Why is she not Anne Hathaway-level famous? That's yeah, thing absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah, it's a mystery, and it? it's, like, it's, it's so unfair. It really is. Yeah. Um, you got Anthony Starr, um, as we know, um, he is... Homelander, he's Homelander from the boys. Um, yeah. You've got Cleopatra Coleman and Woody Norman. Woody Norman's just a funny name. And also, is it Jake Busey's son in it as well? With Gary, Bill? Gary Busey in it. Um, oh, is it? Is it? Oh, 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 Gary, so, I, so, so Jake's Gary's son, isn't it? So that's his son, oh. so it's, it's um, Gary's grandson. Yeah, but it'll be the third generation wow. of Busey's, I'm sure it is. Makes sense. It was a wee dick, yeah. No, yeah. yeah I, 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 just, it's just yeah, like his dad as well. That's why I thought he, he did look familiar. Thing. I couldn't quite place him. Like you know, he seems like the wee kind of shite that would do that. And yeah, it's a pussy thing. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so let's get to the good stuff for this one. So for me, there's a really strong sense of tone throughout the director's great debut feature. But like we're talking about with Bogeyman, he knows how to set a tone and a, a sort of presence in the film. Mm, yeah. And that was permeating throughout the whole film. It's very atmospheric. It's yeah. constantly tense. or something you're always on the edge of something. It has got kind of that A24 vibe when it's trying to be a bit elevated in terms of horror around just a straightforward horror. So it's yeah. going with that. So I, I really dug that part of it. The aesthetic of it, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I thought the production design looked really good, and I thought I liked what it was all set and things like that. So that, to me, worked really well. What didn't work was, I, I hate to say it, because like we said, we love Lizzie Kaplan, her performance was so bizarre. Like, it felt just so disjointed, and like, sort of, at times it felt like she was doing, like, an, an Emily Blunt, posh English lady type thing. And yeah. other times she was doing an way, and it felt like, it's almost like she's, you know, they see some of these actors do the same performance in, like, in alternate takes, they'll do one, one way away, that are different, and then they can pick what he wants to do, but you want to try and keep the, the tone consistent. He's almost went and picked alternate takes each time, so yeah. like, it feels like her character's just 
performance all over the place, and, and I, that's so odd from Lizzie Kaplan. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that's not seen it. Um, but she, she's playing slightly deranged, possibly crazy. Yes. Yeah. And I think she's just misunderstood kind of how crazy. Possibly, would, yeah. What, what I think, I think that's what she's just like. Yeah, you're on edge, you know. You're just fucking unbalanced, yeah. but she's not quite just kind of found that character for it. I think that's maybe where it's, it's felt it, it, it felt there's times it did feel okay and there's times it felt yeah. wrong the yeah. felt, it, it felt inconsistent mm-hmm. um, so partly you made me think is that a rookie director not maybe having the confidence to say to his leading lady you know this is what I want this is what I need this is what I want to do not just go with her vibe you know but sometimes yeah. sometimes the actors want that guidance sometimes yeah. they don't I feel like in this film she needs a bit more I say this with much love for Lizzie Kaplan, possibly because I love Lizzie Kaplan. Mm-hmm. She needs to be guided towards a performance that he wanted rather than what a kind of almost a scattergun approach to it. Yeah, um, yeah. Anthony Starr didn't really get much to do in it at all. He's very. He's he's, he's a Hemsworth. I'm finding he's 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 Homelander. Out with that, he's like, oof, I'm more convinced by him out with yeah, that. Oof. There's not, there's not a lot there, is there? No, do I don't. He held the movie. He held the yeah. film together, um, and that that's. How often does that happen? Haley Joel yeah. Osment is probably one of the few examples I can think of where a kid fucking you know makes the movie. Um, the wee boy because he, he you know it it kind of done haunting haunted really well you know tortured yep. me so and he he's got the face and all that you know just oozing misery and stuff like that. I thought the wee boy held the full thing together. Yeah. It'd been a fucking disaster without him. Um, well, Dak I thought was kind of peters out. <sighs> oh yeah. And then he felt a little bit rushed towards the end and then just. Yeah, he needed that sort of PSN and it didn't really need as well. And just, yeah, one hundred percent, sir. Yeah, yeah. just felt a little. It felt like there was a, a really interesting idea there, and I think it's based on a short film that he'd done in the past. So I'm, I don't yeah. try to expand it out too much, and it just kind of the bigger it got, it, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's only a big film. It's all set pretty much in one house. Yeah, you know, yeah. apart from like a couple of scenes out with, but it's pretty much set in a one set and thing. So it's not a big film in terms of scope, but it, it felt like maybe the idea was bigger than what an hour and a half was. I'm. I'm I think probably the best summer is I think and it's roughly what you're saying is the, the, the kind of idea was bigger than the director could handle. Possibly, Possibly he's maybe not yeah. got the experience just to, to keep it all, you know, contained the, the way it should have been. Yeah. It definitely feels like for me it felt like film of two halves. There was the first half the build up and then it just became trope horror crap oh. film. Um, you know, but once it gave you that reveal, which wasn't you kinda knew that's what it was anyway. You didn't figure oh. out the first fifteen minutes then fucking shaming you. But you know, when it kind of that that happened, when you found out what the bang on the wall was, it was a oh, here we go, um, and it yeah. just kind of got sillier and sillier. I thought, um, yeah. yeah. The trailer sold us to me as well. I was when I seen the trailer, I was in. I was like, I, I want to see this, um, and yeah, it, it did let me down. Did pretty much all the things you're seeing is, is spawned. The trailer did sell as almost, as almost in like not quite elevated horror. And not quite traditional bogeyman horror, but yeah. maybe just something in the middle ground between the two Definite, of them. Definitely, yeah. And unfortunately, I think it, it swayed to be more like just traditional kind of tropey yeah. horror, but yeah. not being anywhere as interesting as bogeyman. Yeah, yeah, definitely, no. definitely. So, I think I gave it a four out of ten. I gave it a five, mainly for the young kid. I thought the young kid was very good. And I thought he, like, he the first half in the atmosphere was, was well yeah. done. Just maybe need a stronger hand to guide it along. Yeah, I thought it was um, the, the the lighting was off. It was very dark. I mean, I seen mm. the cinema um, as as the Jew, and in the cinema, you you know, you expect it to be able to see in the dark, but but no, some of the scenes were 
don't know what's going on. It's fucking too dark. Yeah, super bad light in the cinema, in fairness, which I've seen mm-hmm. a lot happen recently. The cinema's yeah. not lit properly. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly, yeah. possibly. Yeah. And we say, again, much love is possible with Lizzie Kaplan. We adore Lizzie Kaplan. It's, it's oh, yeah. yeah. We want to see her in more things. Oh, always, always ever watchable. Um, ever watchable. She is, she is our, our darling. Yeah. Yes, love that. Lizzie Kaplan. It's a, I'm yeah. so annoyed she's not in more stuff. It's really irritating she's never in enough. She's just, no. she's just so watchable, isn't she? Just oh. even in that film, do you know what I mean, like you, you, you're still, she's got that, yeah. that, that draw. Do you know what I mean, you're watching her to see what she's going to do, and even if it's bad, you're still watching. You know, you're like fucking Lizzie Kaplan, you know. Well, yeah. and just she had that one. Maybe she tried. It was a sequel to Now You See Me. She was in that. Yeah. Yep. That seems about a one sort of like almost shot at the big time, and because that film didn't make it huge. Yeah. She's never really been given that chance again. I mean, she was in Cloverfield, obviously, and she was in Mean Girls as well. Yeah. Ingel, she's obviously like the sort of a smaller role in it. She was like a, a very good role in it. But then after that, she's always played sort of like girlfriend or like you know person at party that sort of makes yeah. some quick jokes. And then is that? It's she did play Annie Wilkes in the Castle Rock TV show. Though, and interesting. Oh, I can I've see that. Yeah, I can see her playing that. Seems a good role for her. To play. She was in that one. I watched um, the Fleischman one with Jess Eisenberg. She was, she was yeah. in that one. She was really good in that. Again, she she, she is like. Usually she is, you know, she's the reason you're watching something. Just for this one, yeah, as you say, I think maybe just the direction's not been right for her. It's just not quite landed. Mm. Possibly. Anyway, so five out of ten for myself, four out of ten from you. So bit of a let down. Yeah. Four and a half, bit of a let down. Um, on from that one, it's on Disney Plus, and that is the sequel that, that I think you wanted, Colin, um, which is for Vacation Friends, and it's called Very... You know, cleverly. <laughs> now, um, Vacation Friends. I, well, let's go back to Vacation Friends. Vacation Friends was good. It was. I think you laughed more than expected at it. Yes, yeah, I better than it should have been. Do you know what I mean? Yes. On paper, you'd be like, "This is awful," and then when you watch it, it I don't know, it just had heart. I had something, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. So <laughs> this one's directed by Clay Tarver, and he done the first Vacation Friends, so he is back again. The plot of this one is they're friends are on vacation this time again and one of their fathers turns up who's just come out of jail um, and leads them on a merry dance through his underworld um, dealings shenanigans shenanigans. Um, at the same time the main character played by Little Real Howry he is dealing with trying to buy a hotel or build a hotel and he's sort of trying to deal with that and not be embarrassed by his friends who he thinks will scupple the deal because yep. they're, they're all a bit crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you've got, like, in the film, Little Real Howry, um, you've got Yvonne Orgy, John Cena is back as well, as is Meredith Hagner, and the dad is played by Steve Buscemi, who turns up in this one. Um, what do you think of this one, Colin? So, first thing I want to say about this one is, um, it's I, I don't think I've ever been disappointed by Steve Buscemi until now. I'm with you on this, yes. It was, it's fucking Steve Buscemi, do you, do you know what I mean? And they just managed to let, make him not Steve Buscemi. I'm like, how, how is that a thing? Um, if you look very right. closely, you can see the phone that he's phoning it in with, if you look very closely. You oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the first one was, was for me, um, a really pleasant surprise. Um, watched it off the cuff, and me and Lorraine had a whale of a time watching it, and I was mm. quite excited at the prospect of a second one. Um, this one, I think it's nice that they tried to do something different. They tried to give it, you know, they took it away from, you know, they're just on holiday and they gave it the whole 
Caribbean flavour, the, the, the kind of criminal underworld background and stuff like that. So they're kind of trying to expand the characters and move them along. Um, it just didn't land. It just, the, the jokes, everything, it was very, very heavy-handed and forced. There was a few chuckles. There was, you know, it wasn't yeah. completely dry and devoid of fucking humour. Um, there was a few chuckles, smirks, a couple of wee smiles. But the first one, I remember laughing out loud at some of the, the scenes in it, you know, like proper yeah. laughing. And I was hoping for more of that, um, and it just, it fell flat. It was just um, really, really forced, really clumsily written. Um, it's like they've dialed the characters up to 10 when they didn't have to, you the, know. The joy was that you had two characters who were dialed up to 10, and you had two characters who were much more, you know, they can still yeah. be friends with each other, but they ha- you, c- you can't just suddenly make them, the dynamic be that they're both, they're all four of them are crazy, you mm-hmm. know. Which is kind of what they did a wee bit with it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's that's that because the joy was, you know, seeing, you know, their reaction to the Meredith Hagner character or the it, John Cena character, but yeah. they didn't really that bother what they were doing anymore. Yeah, because they're, they're part of it now, they're like, fuck it, yeah, we, we'll let that now as well, you like, but yeah. then, you know, there's, there's no, no dynamic here then at this point. Yeah, time. yeah, it's just poor people, the same fucking thing. So, yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I mean, I, I didn't hate it, but no, yeah, it was just. A letdown. I think my expectation was a way higher than it probably should have been. Is it's probably in me more than anything. I was reading this thing about apparently I don't know how true it is in terms of like, um, like the Netflix and the Disney Plus execs are talking about. They want films that are for a second screen. So essentially, a film you can still follow while looking at your phone. That's a that, that's a really fucking low. That's a terrible business model. And but you're still watching it. Oh, I guess it's on the background. They're making money. I get. I suppose for them that's a fine. But, I, but I'm, it, I'm, I, never, I'm like, I never thought it was a real thing. I, I thought that seems a bit stupid. Why you have that? And then I watched this, yeah. and I went, "That's what that is." Yeah, it's a film it's to watch there. when you're not caring. You're not watching it half the time. Because you you know when something funny's happening because it gets the shout a lot more. So you mm. know if it's, you look up, oh, they're shouting. Right, what's going to happen? Do you know what I mean? Back yeah. to my phone. Oh, right, okay. Um, I, I'm I'm very much like you, sir. I think we've discussed this before. Is you know when, when I'm watching a show or a movie, I don't touch my phone. You know, I'm eyes oh, front on it. Yeah. I'm I'm focused. Lorraine's very much a fucking phone browsing about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, You're going to miss this bit. She gets annoyed with me because I'm like pay attention all the time. Do you know what I mean? But I'm very yeah. much just. So to me, that that that's fucking bizarre. That that, that they're now making films to cater for. Fucking, you know, it's a bleak, it's fucking, a bleak outlook, isn't it? You it's know, horrible. Yeah. It's, I'm shocked at that. That's fucking terrible. Um, yeah. that's that that's a business model. Do you well, know what I mean? L- 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 people aren't paying attention to these films. Oh, fuck it, you know. So, l- let's care to that. No. So rather, I for people to go like, okay, you cannot watch this film if you're not paying attention to it. Don't yeah. just make the film so dumb and base yeah. level. You don't actually have, have to. to watch it. Yeah. Fucking insane. I'm. I'm Genuinely shocked at this. Um, I feel like I want to write a letter of indignation to to some MP somewhere. I've seen these much when I heard about this app called Blinkist. Have you heard of this thing called Blinkist? No. And it's an app where basically, if you want to read a book, but you can't bear reading a book, it just takes the book and just boils it down to sort of like, oh no, a, a, no. A five minutes of describing what it is, so you can still have a conversation about it, but you don't read the book. Oh, that's just going to breed wankers worldwide, that is. Uh-huh. Uh, read the fucking book. You don't read the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, if you've got enough interest to want to read the book, fucking follow up on that fucking interest to want to read the book and fucking read it. Yeah. Or if what? you're really pushed for time, audiobook. If you really yeah, want to totally. 
Um, and if not, then it's obviously not that fucking important. Don't fucking condense it down to fucking trash. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, this is making me angry now. I've, yeah. I, I feel like we should um, start a movement. Well, we do, by watching films properly, Colin. That's that's what we do. We watch, that's the watching movement. <laughs> it's just me and you do that. Yeah, it seems like that, yeah. It seems like that at times. Um, the, 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 the last of the great movie goals. Um, no, oh, dear. That's... That's really sad, but yeah, the, the, that's exactly what you're saying. Because Lorraine, she, 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 Lorraine does, she'll watch a film, and if she's watching the film, she'll be on IMDb looking up all about the film and the actors and who's in it. And then, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, watch the fucking film, watch the watch film, pay attention, watch the film. Do you know what I mean? And she'll fucking leave me alone. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh. it's, it's a different way of consuming media, but I feel like, like, can you imagine watching something like, say, like for the first time, if you watch like Banshee of Sharon on. Mm. TV around the cinema the first time you go what you're missing so much from this film just by scrolling your phone it's, it's not there's no big moment where it's to shout at you you need to look up you've got to watch it to see what's happening like what? watching anything like watching like the favorite or something like that watching naked movies like or the lighthouse or something like yeah 2001 do you know what i mean my god yeah you, you, that demands your attention you just look fucking yeah. it's a it's a craft man you know what i mean even mm. a bad film as you've always said somebody's put the love in it and it's real fucking pay that respect and Give it the time it deserves. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. don't like it, fair enough. But be respectful and give it a fucking time. Focus. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm fucking outraged now. Yeah, well that's what this film Damn. felt like to me. This film felt like a film that was made for the second screen. That's what it felt like to me. Oh, I get it. I get it. And, um, your, and to your point, Steve Buscemi. When is Buscemi ever disappointed? Watch. Ever? I know. He's, he's Steve Buscemi for a fucking reason. Do, do, do you know what I mean? He's a uh, um, Oh, positives for it. John Cena again goes on to show that he is likable. You know, he's got comedy chops. He can be funny. Um, he's got charisma. He's likable. Um, Meredith uh, Hagner I thought was also very funny, and I thought her the crazier she gets, the more I enjoy her. I oh yeah, that, they, di- they dialed her up. You know, tell her yeah. just like, let's let's let her go fucking nuts this time. Um, which yeah, they, they, they done that and then some. Um, and Lil, Lil, Lil Ron is it his name is Lil, Lil Rel. Lil Rel. He, he he's very showy, isn't he? As well, he's, he seems to have that one thing. Yeah, yeah. he done he yeah. done similar in um, that poker face. Remember he's in that? He played the yeah the owner. Uh huh. Similar yeah. that, you know. Just it does. I don't feel. I don't know if he's got any real range. Yeah. You know, I, see, yeah. I feel. Like, I don't know if he's a comedian. I, I, I think he was a comedian beforehand. You know, like a stand up, and then he's this is what he's progressing into. And I don't know if he's got much else. In the locker, yeah. felt shame for the boy playing the, the Spanish like sort of nanny. Yeah, he yeah. was a, he was hilarious in the first one. He he had yeah. the best. He was seen stealing in the first one, and in this he was just consigned to holding a baby. That, that, he that was, was funny. Just, he was probably the thing that I laughed at the most in it, but it felt very tacked on and didn't really need to be there. Mm. Yeah, it's a <laughs> shame. Yeah, yeah, but um, it, it was very very predictable. You know, yes. the, 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 there was nothing in it that you thought I didn't see that coming. You know, the whole thing is just. It is, you know, kind of lazy, lazy writing. Yeah. 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 So, sadly, point, I've got to give this one a 4 out of 10 as well. I am much the same. I had given it a 5, but the discussion that we've just had, I'm giving it a 4 and a half. A 4. Oh, so, yeah, it's um, not, not, not a great week for... Not a great week. We've been away for a long time, Colin, well, for our chats, and it feels like we've not come back with anything great. Oh, dear. Well, that's, that's not on us. That's in Hollywood. Yes, I have, <laughs> I have got one more to talk about that's on Sky Ooh, Cinema. Go on. Um, we have always said it's a variable consistency. Yeah. Uh, this is not Sky Cinema made, it's Sky Cinema like sort of released, which is normally a better sign. Normally it is a better sign, yes. 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 Well, it's called Maggie Moore's 
So Maggie Moore, bracket S. So Maggie Moore's. Um, directed by John Slattery, who if you ever watch um, well, Mad Men for me, but also he has um, the old Howard Stark. All right, okay, yep, got you. White yep. boy. Yeah, yeah, I know who you are. Yep. Um, him, he's directing it. Um, he directed a film called God's Pocket a few years ago with um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, if you've ever seen that film. It's very dark and interesting. Um, this one is about basically two murders take place and both people who murder are called Maggie Moore. Right, so, I know about this. Right, okay, yes, right, so, yeah. So the detective's trying to figure out was one murder to cover up that one, was one murder as a serial killer, trying to unravel the the sense yeah. of two Maggie Moore's in the same town killed. Coincidence, or is there Not something, something, something more nefarious of it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you've got John Hamm playing the police chief. Uh, you've got Tina Fey popping up as a neighbour. Nick Mohammed plays uh, so the deputy. Um, and you've also got... Um, Christopher Denham and the wonderfully titled Happy Anderson um, is also in it playing a, 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 death, a death killer um, who's, who probably steals the film. Um, it's a, it's an enjoyable kind of straight to streaming black comedy mystery. Like it's, I think it thinks it's cleverer than it actually is. And okay. there's a sense that they tell the mystery in a way that you know what's happened and you're watching John Hamm figure it out. Like poker face yeah. almost. Kind of a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not clever. The, the mystery's not clever enough and the characters aren't as compelling enough to make that way interesting. They're all doing better just telling it as a linear story. Right, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Rather than showing it in a sort of, like, you know more, like, there's, there's really no benefit to me knowing more in this way they've told this story. It's not clever enough in my mind. Yeah. Um, Ham, always very watchable. I, I find him a very watchable actor. He's almost... He's, the male Lizzie Kaplan in many ways to me, of yeah. a guy who should be bigger for what he's, you know, he's obviously got Mad Men and made a lot of money from that. Mm. He's never had that bust out. Yeah. And he's, he's like, he's leading my material, you know, he, mm. he's, he's freaking stunningly handsome, he's he's charismatic and he, he can act as well. He's, he's funny, he can do... F- yeah, but he can do comedy, he can do drama, he's got range and everything, yeah, so what, you know, again, what what's held... Which he's never baby never, and baby driver and just yeah 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 it's, he's never he's just not, always in the yeah. verge but never quite yeah, yeah taking yeah. taking that step up to shame exactly yeah, yeah. 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 i find him very very watchable maybe he was yeah. flexed in a very funny flex as well yeah which yeah. is probably never got the recognition it deserves again yeah. just, you know yeah. so yeah so but he brings a nice reality to role and you feel his handsome he is like every man in this film and the kind of itself is quite a sad kind that he's softened the loss of his wife and he's sort of trying to get back on the like into the world and things like that and he's just sort of just dealing with life that way, so there is a sort of sadness to him, and he definitely emotes that through. Um, yeah. Like I said, the mystery's not really a mystery, um, so it doesn't, it just, it's not Columbo or Poker Face, you're waiting for the uncover, you're just kind of, you're just kind of watching it and try to figure, you are watching how he figures it out, but he kind of figures it out, not because of what he does, just by the competency of the others. Right, okay, right. That makes sense, you know, it's not yeah. like he's yeah. some other detective, it's it's like he stumbles across the solution rather than yeah, kind of. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Tina Fey character just felt exceptionally tacked on, and like almost that, that felt like this is feels like an indie in some ways because of the way it's made and things like that. But the casting of it makes it feel less of an indie, and mm. her character feels even more of a studio thing of like you've only got two women in this story and they've both been killed. You need a female character in this film that's not being murdered. 
you know, so right. you need to have somebody else. So it feels very tacked on. There is a there's a nice chemistry between her and John Hamm, but mm. it felt you could take her kind of completely out of it and you could have the same film and it wouldn't have made any difference whatsoever. So a bit of a shame that way, but superficial a, character, yeah. Kinda, yeah. And but for like it's on Sky, it's about I think it's about maybe ninety five, hundred minutes long. Mm. Seeing like a, a I watched it a weekday afternoon, like after work. And it's nice for that. It's a nice sort of like Tuesday night just watch film. It's not it's not spectacular, but it, it's fine for it. It's, it. Like it's not knives out or anything like that, but it's 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 mm. enjoyable enough for what it is, and mm. mainly because of John Hammer and Happy Anderson who plays a, a deaf like killer who uh, is, he de- a, is he a deaf actor or is he no, no. There, there is something in that character of, of the deafness that's, that's very, that's, that plays it very well. They actually add a fair bit to the film, which I really enjoy. Okay. So okay. It, it's it's a nice wee watch. I wouldn't say it's anything spectacular, but no one's going to be harmed by the film. Everyone will going to go, ah, you done well in that film. It's a nice, mm-hmm. well done film. The kind of film that would be a straight to DVD kind of movie, but you watch and go, yeah, it's not a bad straight to DVD. I, I might check yeah. this one out. You might, you might Six and a half Is this this week's movie of the week? I Amazingly, yes, it possibly <laughs> could be. It's very, very strange. Um, just before we wrap up, um, I'm going to venture into. Have you heard of One Piece? Does this mean anything to you? It does not mean anything to me. So, so this, this is um, it's a Netflix show, um, mm-hmm. eight part or just now, uh, and it's based on. A kind of really well-known big, big, big selling manga comic. Okay. Um, in a world where basically it's it's almost like Water World, where the most of the, the kind of planets or whatever is, mm. is is water, and there's lots of pirates all looking for this kind of treasure. Um, right. But it's but it's very manga stylized, you know, like okay. kind of, you know, kind of fucking short skirts and captains hats and talking birds yeah. and shit like that. I'm going to watch this. I don't know why I've decided it's got big sea monsters and shit like that. Um, as long as someone's going to try and fuck somebody, that seems to be a thing. Of, I of don't, manga. It's manga. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? It's a 15 certificate. It's on Netflix. Anything could happen. Yeah. Um, I'm going to dip my toe into this and see what I think because I know it, it's like an amazingly popular kind of manga series. Yeah. And I, I kinda, I'm not a, a manga aficionado by any means, but I have dipped my toe in that pond before. Um, it kind of looks quirky enough to. to Get me, you know, like pirates. Is it a movie or series? It's an eight-part series so far. Um, I think I think there's something like you know over 160 kind of comics for it and stuff like that. So it's a big, 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 big universe. But um, I'm gonna get my turn. Looks looks interesting. So I'll keep you updated on this one. In, yeah, in yeah, I've tried a manga. I've never read on manga at all. It's never so, really never clicked my interest. Battle Royale. You're not a fan of Battle Royale, no? It, it was a book first. Manga. It's not a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but manga books, you get manga books as well, not just comics. It wasn't a manga book, it was just a, it was a prose story, it was just a novel. Mm, so I'll look at another one for you. Um, it's been a few I'm, not, go- I'm not lying to you, Battle Royale was a novel before it was anything um, else. Ghost in the Shell as well, remember that? I, get, I, remember, I, I know of these things and I've watched yeah. bits of like Akira and things like that as yeah. well, but yeah. never really, never really jive for me. No, no. Yeah. Again, it just looks weird, it looks odd, which I like. I'm like, this could be something different, so I'm going to, I'm going to see how I feel about it. Okay, well, you watch that calls it out also next week. Do I know what watch next week? We have, finally, we're, gonna, we're both going to get around to watching The Equalizer 3. That's what we're going to do next week. I so want to see this. I can't believe that, that I've not been able to, just life's got in the way of circumstances and whatnot, but I've been so, so desperate to see it, so I'm, I'm really excited to go and see it. Because we love some Denzel. Denzel. We do, yeah. we do. Denzel's like, well. Yeah. And like I said, the um, 
the writer's strike is hitting big, so the other film out this week is in Nun 2. I actually quite enjoyed the first Nun. I thought it was actually really well done. Um, it was Colin right. Hardy who directed it. And yeah. It was, I've not I, seen I, it I, I, No, I've no, I don't know. I just, I've kind of lose my way a bit with the whole kind of Conjuring universe. I'm like, mm, mm. What I would say is I think Corin Hard is a very good horror director and I think yeah, in his yeah. hands it was a lot better than any right to be. Whereas right, I think okay. in someone else's hands I think this could be, I'm not saying it yet, I can't speak, but it has a potential to be quite, you know, by the numbers. Schlock, quite sloggy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's, that's not worry. So that's out next week as well and I'm sure we'll find some stuff on Netflix and Amazon. Definitely. I've not enchanted that new the Pixar ones out this week, I think, as well. The one that you saw in the cinema, I've not seen yet. Oh, right. Um, Elemental, that, yeah, you can you can get your, I can watch your, that. your eyes on that. Yeah, but we'll, we'll definitely find stuff and we'll try and get, get at the very least, Equalizer. Um, yes. As, as, as I must, I must do. We'll try and get back Watching normality. Uh, number three, Beers the Movie on X. Uh, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook, um, all those kind of places. So yeah, have a have a wee look. Type that. Type in three beers in the movie and just check out how fucking awesome we truly are. Um, you'll like us. You will. I've been Colin. You've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.